1: This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub
0: 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. The
1: 1865 Match Report.
0: Welcome to the 1865 Forest Ramble, recording the day after Forest beat Millwall 3 1 at the City Ground. Two goals for Sammy Amiobi and also Ryan Yates and Ben Thompson replying for the visitors late on. A a crucial win for Forrest to, to move further away from any relegation fears at the bottom of the championship. We're joined by Henry Morgan from the No One Likes Us Talking Millwall podcast. Hi, Henry.
1: Morning, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, I've probably had better Sunday mornings, but uh, there we go. That is that is the life of a mid-table championship Millwall side, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, so from from the Millwall perspective then, we'll start from kind of your view on the game. How did you see it and, and did you think it was a fair result in the end?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be a fair result, really, if you've watched the match, Um Certainly, the first half, I think, um, after right up until Forrest's first goal, which obviously you know was, was, was very well taken. Um, I, I think from Millwood's perspective, I'm slightly, slightly annoyed. Maybe Troy Parrott's kind of just walking around looking slightly lost and maybe not quite tracking back on Amiobian. Poor old uh, Ryan's had to try and pick him up. Uh, Ryan Woods has had to try and pick up two players, which um, actually happened for the second goal as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we just you know a lackluster performance. and whether that's because we were tired due to what we did in the you know playing Bournemouth midweek, I don't know. Um, but just not really a very Millwall performance, um, especially away from home, where where we've been playing better actually than, than at the Den. I think we've only we've only got one win in sort of seventeen or something like that at home um, since uh, since since COVID started really. So typical kind of. Yo-yo performance at the moment where we've been playing good on Tuesday night against Bournemouth and then yesterday. Shocking. I think after 18 minutes, we had 32% possession and I think they were all throw-ins. So, you know, Forrest absolutely bossed that. And then after, after he went 1-0 up, it's sort of like that That kind of, I don't know, the flow of the game sort of swung back towards us. Sean Hutchison had a header cleared off the line. Um, all of our threat really came from crosses into the box uh, nothing direct at all, I don't think, uh, until Ben Thompson's consolation goal late on. But for me, there was only really one team in it. Um, and my, the biggest surprise for me was looking at statistics that reckoned we had more possession at the end of the game, sort of fifty-four percent or something. I wrote down, you know, yeah. four shots on target out of fifteen. And I just, it's, 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 you interesting. Isn't it? so you've seen watching the narrative of the game. There's only one team in it, really, for me, and that was Nottingham Forest. And then you look at those statistics and you think, well, you know, if Hutchinson's goal goes in, does the game swing back the other way? But no, it's a fair result.
0: Yeah. And you touched on it. So, I mean, how typical of that was a Millwall away performance? Or was that just one of those that you can't really, you know, you can't really take much from it as an opposition fan because they just weren't kind of at the standard that they've been in other games this season.
1: I mean, it's a really good question, Stephen. It's like, It's a Jekyll and Hyde team at the moment. It's either like a horror show like we had yesterday or it's a performance where we beat beat Bristol City 2-0 away on a Tuesday with a really accomplished performance. We beat Preston. I know you haven't had a great season, but it was a fantastic performance. You know, Um, there's definitely some kind of fatigue. I think the difficulty with COVID is... Gary Rowett probably doesn't know what his best starting 11 is and even if he did he'd have to change it because we've got games coming so thick and fast I think we've got eight games in in January and, and you know and obviously it doesn't help that we made the fourth round of the FA Cup next week down going you know Bristol City at home but yeah it's a real Jekyll and Hyde season for us I don't think having such a small squad with the budget we've got is helping because the players that come in generally are either youth players who, like, so we had Matt Namari yesterday on the wing uh, for Marlon Romeo. Um, you know, they've been given, given a shot, but in championships, a big step up. It's a, It was a fairly, unfortunately, a typical performance for this season, which is disappointing.
0: From the, um, the opposition point of view, what impressed you most about Forrest and, and the performance that they put in? I think... Just their composure on the ball, more than anything. Obviously,
1: I think I mentioned in in, in our podcast that you did for us very kindly how good Amiobi was at, at sort of striking the ball and putting the ball in there. Um, and you know that that really was was sort of the um, was was kind of the the biggest difference between the two teams. Whenever we got possession, certainly in that first half, we just gave it away. Whereas you were able to hold possession. You've also got players with a touch of quality about them. All fans will hate me for saying it, but Lewis and I thought I had a good game yesterday, just kind of holding the ball up. Um, but I can't see you staying down the bottom half of the table. You're only one point behind us now and we're 16. So, you know, you're, you're going to leapfrog us in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so, um, so, and, and also, I think, you know, the, 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 the defence, obviously, was very well organised. Um, Chris Hilton's obviously worked on that. Um, and, and I think, you know, you're difficult to break down. The the only area I think that that potentially stood out for me was was the goalkeeper in terms of trying to deal with the high ball coming across him. Um, there was quite a lot of flapping for want of a better word. But but apart from that, um, yeah, I, I think on a par with any of the other teams that I've seen us play so far this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I think that's. To be honest, that's probably one of the most complete performances that Forrester put in this season in terms of defensively, they did what they needed to do, sort of yeah. kept Millwall at arm's length up until a point. The midfield were, were strong throughout. Cafu and Ryan Yates in particular were were standout on the day. And then yeah, Yates had a very good game, actually. Yeah, they, and then they, they scored the goals when they needed to, to, to yeah. win. And that's something which we haven't been doing enough of throughout the season so I mean you've probably caught us on a on a good day there as as much as anything else but um compared to because obviously we only played at the den last month in the yeah. return game has from your point of view has, have you seen a, a big change in Forest between that first game and then yesterday? See to be honest
1: I think confidence is is the biggest that you know you just, and it's also difficult coming down to the Den where I think that potentially at that stage in your season, a draw was probably what you were looking for coming to a place like the Den. I mean, obviously, a lot, I think a lot, we've we've lost that home advantage anyway because the crowd aren't in. And that's the big thing for for our football club, really. Um, but, you know, you, you draw your away games, you win your home games, you're going to have a good season. So, um I think you had more of an attacking threat and it, it just looked more confident. You know, those two shots from outside the goal, you know, Amiobi gets the first one and then he's got the confidence to, to get that layoff from um, uh, a grab and score a second goal, which no one's going to save that. You know, it, it was fantastic. You're back four, certainly number five. Uh, I'm not sure of his name. Uh, uh,
0: Ribeiro, yeah, the left back. Yeah. Had
1: a much more solid game and looked a lot more confident than he did at Den. I thought he was somebody who potentially could exploit yesterday, but you dealt with the balls into the box very well from, from, from the corners because, you know, they, they weren't terrible corners, all sorts of like. I think we had nine of them yesterday. So, um, yeah, that, that was it for me. Um, you always looked like you were going to be a good footballing side. Um, and it's just getting that confidence and the shape that Chris Hewton what, wants you to play with. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal manager, to be honest. And I think he's the kind of person that if you're not pushing for the playoffs this season, surely you're going to be doing that next year with, with, with a man like him. In charge, I just can't see it sort of going wrong.
0: On the just on the Millwall goal and Ben Thompson's goal, did you think it was a fair one? Should it have stood? I know the commentators here were sort of saying it looked like there was some pushing and Samba was impeded. But did you did you see it differently?
1: I think Stephen, it's one of those. Have I seen those given for thousand goalkeepers? Yes, absolutely. Do I agree with that? Probably not. I mean, I would have been more interested if it was 1-0 at the time and he'd done that. Would the referee's decision have been different then? Because I think that's more of a conversation, really, because I think sometimes they will go... They will give... It's the consolation goal. It's in the 89th minute. Does it really matter? doesn't affect... I mean, it affects your goal difference. I mean, if you miss out on the playoffs by a goal, then you might be screwing more (laughs) about it than than potentially you would be. But, I mean, you know... How easy does the goalkeeper go down? I think there was a, there was another thing later on where Ben Thompson did an overhead kick and he fell over like he'd been shot. And I think there was pretty minimal contact, to be honest. But if I'm a goalkeeper, that's what I'm going to do as well. There's no criticism in that. It's just the way the game has evolved now is it's very difficult to actually determine whether someone has been fouled properly unless you watch a replay 10 times and decide that, yes, he has or he hasn't, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah obviously, I mean... I think you could well have chalked that off for a foul on the goalkeeper um, because there was clearly contact. How much of that actually impeded him? I mean, you know, it was, it was a good strike um, that went through about 14 different players before it hit the back of the net. Yeah. Um, and and I think there was kind of like a scrum mentality all day in the box. Almost every single corner the referee had to come and speak to someone being a pest in there. So um, yeah, I, I could see why you, why people would say you need to chalk it off, but, it wasn't, the goal stood, it would have been more interesting if it was 1-0 at the time and that was the equaliser, I think.
0: I think six of one, half a dozen of the other and credit to Thompson, he did take it well to drive it in amongst the uh, all those bodies in the box. So, yeah. you know, slightly disappointing but, you know, well taken goal nevertheless. Um, so, just on, coming on to our teams and for the rest of the season, how do you think, first of all, how do you think Millwall will, will, will kind of respond to yesterday and where they go next and what do you think uh, of Forrest as well in their season? So I think that we,
1: it's going to depend on, for me, it's going to depend on one thing, is whether we keep Gary Rowett or not. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of talk on mill Twitter sites and online stuff about getting rid of him. I understand why people are saying that. For me, that's not the, that's not the point. I think this is a season for us to be survived because, because of COVID and the restrictions that that's placed on at the recovery time that our players have got. We played, we played six games in a week. Um, sorry we play three three games in a week um, and yeah just with a squad that has our lack of depth and with our spending power in this division I think we've got to be more realistic I put us down to finish 17th this year I think we're probably around that but if our home form stays, it is we're in we're in trouble. If, if we don't start picking up games at home, historically, more teams get relegated when you don't do that because our away form just, just can't be consistent enough. But we're going to be looking at the other end of the table, not the playoffs. As for Forest, I, I can't see you, you you're you're starting a run of form exactly at the right time. If you can continue this run of form, you know you'll be knocking on the doors of the playoffs come the end of March. Um, so that's exactly the kind of time you want to be in the mix. It's sort of what we did. Last year, we went on a run of, you know, of 13 or 14 games where we didn't lose under Gary Rowett and we won sort of six on the bounce. Um, and, and it really got us into that position where we ended up finishing seventh, I think just outside the playoffs or eighth. So um, yeah, that's it. And, and I, I can only see with the confidence of that win yesterday, sort of you kicking on from that really.
0: Yeah, it's definitely all to play for. Henry, thank you for joining us on the 1865 Forest Ramble. Uh, it's been no great talking to you.
1: Yeah, and, and my son, who's <laughs> Apologies for the noise, people, but I also am dealing with this this morning, which uh, is far more threatening than the mill was attacked yesterday, let me tell
0: you that. <laughs> Brilliant, Henry. Thank you again for your time and joining no us. And um, obviously, we'll, we'll put a link to uh, No One Likes Us Talking podcast in the That's show notes. Great. So, uh, yeah, pleasure talking to you. Cheers again. And
1: you as well, Stephen, as always. Take care, mate. Good luck for the rest of the season.